Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Lifestyle Architecture Lab. In this show, I talk about lifestyle design, financial freedom, and also dissect the process, behavior, and routines of the personalities who have designed a lifestyle of freedom for themselves. These guests range from artists, musicians, entrepreneurs, lifestyle coaches, investors, professional athletes, etc. These conversations dig deep into their stories to find out their thought process, tools, strategies and tricks that makes them tick. This is happening. Let me just do what I love to. No 9 to 5. Risk comes from not knowing what you are doing. This is Lifestyle Architecture Lab and I am your host Himanshu Saksdeva. In this episode, I am talking to Monica Chopra who is an entrepreneur and has built up a company named The Eco Trunk which curates eco-friendly products on their online store to help people live a conscious lifestyle of veganism. She herself is a vegan and cares a lot about the environment and the carbon footprint. In this conversation, we talk about a wide variety of things, starting from her own story, leaving a high-paying career to finally go forward to her calling and building up the eco-trunk from scratch. How our environment is getting worse and what measures we can take as individuals to reduce our carbon footprints. We also talk about challenges she faced as a young entrepreneur and go in detail about the issues and pain points of the modern online stores like packaging, delivery system and sustaining the company. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Monica Chopra. Hey Monica, welcome to the show. Hi Manshu, thank you so much for making me a part of this. Yeah, it's my pleasure to have you here. I think uh, we can start off this conversation by giving a little bit context about you. So after doing your fashion design course, until few years back, you were doing bridal fashion work and earning good amount of money. But then you changed your life course altogether and sort of went back to the roots to start over again on the path which was much harder to pursue. And being a vegan, making conscious decisions which may not necessarily have translated into more money, but surely gave you contentment as a human being. So can you please take us through your journey? Yeah, sure. Now, you know, the thing is that uh, I've always loved animals. I've always wanted to do something for the environment, but I didn't know what, you know, Mm -hmm. I was never sure that what could I really do to make a difference. And so, um, you know, a very conventional career path was doing fashion design. I was creative. I liked designing. So bridal wear was a very obvious choice for me. Yeah. Uh, And also, you know, we stress a lot about financial independence and sustenance, which is obviously very important. But what we don't realize is that if you're not really happy with what you're doing and if you're not really 
uh, in tune or aligned with your life purpose so what you really really feel from the inside then it's not going to work out in the long run it is that was what was happening with me is that even though we were doing successful shows and you know i um, had a very good clientele etc uh, i was not um over the moon about it i was always you know there was always this little sadness inside that you know what am i doing with my life you know i'm supposed to sit and do something for the environment uh because i would get really affected when i would read reports on um you know farmers committing suicide or the, you know how animals are exploited for uh, meat leather dairy all of this would really really affect me and the fact that i was not doing anything about it uh would even make it worse for me you know i was not able to really focus on my um fashion design as much yeah um so there came a time when i thought that you know this is bogging me down so much that i want to just take a break so when i took a one year break from my fashion design and i decided to travel and decided to read up a little more about what i was thinking so much on mm-hmm. i decided what could i possibly do in terms of a career also where um uh, I take up something where I'm able to make an active difference. Like for my, uh, I think my first choice was actually starting a organic uh, clothing label, and that's how it all started. Actually, uh, my idea was there, and uh, which took me to Oroville. Oroville, yeah. Yeah, Oroville okay. in uh, Tamil Nadu, and uh, I stayed there for about a month because uh, I decided to explore the city. I decided to uh, also volunteer with the organic clothing line over there. So it was like a reset trip and kind of a retreat also. I uh, I wouldn't say it a retreat because it was a nine to four, nine to five job. Acha, <laughs> there, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. They asked me to come and report at nine a.m. and I would be left at five p.m. and we were working throughout <laughs> the day there. Okay. Um, yeah. it was an unpaid uh, volunteering work where they took care of our food and. Um, lodging but uh, okay. they kind of uh, but for me that was you know what was important is that they were giving me an opportunity to work directly with artisans and an organic clothing line oh wow and i was there to learn as much as i could because i really wanted to see how i can also do something similar or maybe contribute maybe in this way you know maybe i can design for them yeah yeah or work for their marketing or whatever so i had the best time of my life in that one month uh working under this amazing lady called Umam mm-hmm. and uh, so I was at uh, this place called uh, Upasna Upasna yeah okay and the entire one month was um was very uh, was a, was an eye opener for me actually you know because before that I had a very I, I didn't really read up enough I didn't know much about how where our clothes are actually ending up you know we are yeah. uh, the whole landfill a uh, problem that is there in every country now yeah yeah where people are just you know we buy cheap clothes and then we throw it away within um, a month two months we've hardly worn it two to three times mm-hmm. and uh, that is really contributing a lot to the pollution as well by the time i had gone to orville i was already a vegan so okay. i was already quite sure that i whatever clothing i wanted to make would have to be sans any animal cruelty no uh, leather or silk okay because i find all of these extremely cruel and it's very it's it's really shocking that a lot of us don't even know where silk is coming from mm-hmm. i mean silk is a part of pretty much every woman's wardrobe you know you want a kanjivaram or a pure silk saree 
and even when i was a bridal wear designer i had tried to make my entire collection vegan so if someone was uh, you know wanted to buy something from my collection they would not be able to tell that this is not a real silk sari and this is you know maybe artificial silk or a more eco friendly fabric which looks just like silk okay uh, and if i would tell them that yes this is a bamboo silk or a banana silk they would just not want it anymore mm-hmm. they probably be very fascinated by it but they yeah. want pure real silk sari and uh, what baffles me is they don't even know how it's made most of them they yeah. don't know that the actual cocoons were uh, boiled alive oh my and god and thousands and thousands of them that have to be boiled to make one single silk sari mhm i mean it's um, it's just bizarre it's bizarre it's heartbreaking actually and True. even when you tell some people about it they want to not do anything about it you know so um i realize that you know a few of us who really want to make a difference our journey is really really long <laughs> one is you have to get the alternatives to people which looks even better than silk and currently yeah. unfortunately there are very few and sometimes it's slightly more expensive than silk are there any uh, alternatives which probably you want to mention here there are so many in every shop you go and ask for art silk you're going to get something that looks exactly the same as silk i would say so it's art silk basically it's called art silk yeah okay and what happens is that um, art silk actually has a uh, a lot more longevity than uh, real silk silk tends to tear silk tends to uh, degrade over time true because it's coming from natural cocoons right it, yeah, yeah yeah it's going to degrade over a period of time it's going to degrade but art silk for those who want to uh, keep your sarees forever and ever then an art silk is going to give you Uh, a lot longer life than your silk sari so what what material they use while making art silk so it is artificial uh, okay. this art silk that i'm talking about is artificial but if you want to go for natural fabrics you do have options for natural fabrics as well okay. you know so there is bamboo silk and there is a, a wood fiber that is introduced very recently which has a beautiful sheen just like silk oh wow even uh, linen sarees uh, look a lot like silk sarees actually they look like uh, a khadi silk uh, they have a khadi silk texture mm-hmm. uh, and there is absolutely no silk in it so if you even if you buy a pure linen saree you're going to look just as good so you know silk is not the wow. be all and end all it is what i was really wanted to try and make a point i think 5 years ago when i quit my fashion uh, i didn't quit fashion i would say i i paused it because i really wanted to um change yeah. the direction of where it was going yeah because you you like fashion but i guess uh, consciously in your mind you were not at all content with the choices you were making for the fabrics uh, and so you wanted to move away from these uh, silk or things which can hamper animals and uh, not cruelty free right exactly yeah yeah so uh, we were discussing the other day and you mentioned that you were also doing coding and then uh, you had this design sense and aesthetic sense also so you wanted to like sort of bring it together into uh, your blog which we'll talk about later so mm-hmm. how how did that i mean initially started oh uh, you know i uh, yeah i've had a very interesting uh, background um i'm a computer science graduate uh wherein you know we had a lot of coding and i i've done java c c++ and i used to sit in front of the computer for hours and do coding mm-hmm. <laughs> so i have that nerdy side to me uh-huh. and uh, uh after that i decided to pursue my fashion because i really enjoyed designing 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't regret it at all because I I really really did uh, dive completely into my fashion design. Um, you know, not only did I do a full a full fledged two year course, I also went abroad and did a specialization in fashion. Yeah. You know, for five full years, I was just working as a bridal wear designer. I had my own label, and uh, it was after that that when I you know I was having trouble sleeping literally where i would you know hear about um, you know how inorganic fabrics how they are humming the environment yeah there was something about inside me that really wanted to make a difference and mm. it was um, you know the, you know you can't ignore your calling for too long like this day true true so i i mean of course there was a lot of fear also to quit what was doing extremely well yeah and uh, get into something which i had no idea where, where which direction it was going what really made me stronger i would say is that uh, i went for a vipassana course i mean yeah, that's really important for me to mention because before vipassana even though i was always like yes i want to do this and that and all of that mm-hmm. i never really got down to doing it because there was too much fear there was too much anxiety about where what how i didn't even have a clear idea of what i wanted to do Mm-hmm. And uh, I did a Vipassana course for ten days at Igarpuri. So, uh, uh, can you describe for the audience who might not know what Vipassana is? Uh, can you describe what is it exactly and uh, how you can enroll for it? Sure. So, Vipassana is a meditation course. It mm-hmm. is a residential meditation course wherein you are um, in um, in one of the centers wherever all over the world actually now. All over um, the world. Wow. They are all over the world. Yeah, you can be anywhere, and you'll have a meditation center close to your city or mm-hmm. um, or area also. Okay. And uh, it's a ten-day course. Uh, you are supposed to stay in this residential uh, center. So they take away your phone completely. You don't have a book to read. You don't. You can't read. Basically, you can't check your phone. No laptops. None of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a silent meditation course, which means you can't talk to anybody as well. and um, complete isolation uh, really i think aligns most of us to who what we really need to listen to which is ourselves <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> your inner your inner voice probably which we can't yeah. uh, listen to in the all this distraction yeah yeah exactly we are too distracted we are too caught up you know true, true. Um, i mean if i'm if i haven't checked my phone for half an hour i really get anxiety i mean i'm like what what just happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah we are all caught up in the notifications all of us are like that we constantly checking our instagram or we on the laptop checking our email etc i think that's the most important and one of the most difficult courses i've ever done in my life mm-hmm. it was difficult because it is a very difficult meditation it's not easy because a lot of your inner uh, fears a lot of your inner darkness i would say is right there in front of you and you are the only one who will have to deal with it you know this is not like a counseling or a uh, somebody who's you know listening to you and telling you advice or any of that none of it there's no chant there's nothing yeah. you are with you uh listening to you and if things go are going well healing as much as possible and you're doing everything yourself so it's also very empowering at the end of it mm-hmm. so yeah sometimes sometimes probably uh, what we actually want to listen which is our inner voice but uh, we are sometimes so fearful that we tend to make ourselves busy with other things and actually get into distractions by ourselves so that we can't listen to that voice yeah absolutely exactly you are absolutely right we even if we know somewhere deep down that this is what is probably our life calling it's yeah. probably too 
uh, it's too scary for most of us to do anything about it and we just shut it off yeah and we get busy with other things because you know you with the rat race and once you're part of a rat race you just want to keep running true and it's very difficult to step out of it really listen to who you want to be what you really are what are you aligning with Mm-hmm. and uh, then follow a completely different career path i think is the most brave thing to do in today's time yeah i completely agree with that i mean uh, just sitting sitting 5 to 10 minutes of uh, like complete silence it freaks me out sometimes because inside your head there is so much going on and suddenly when you stop and just concentrate on your breathing then again all these thoughts are coming like rushing back to your head and like Yeah I'm just uh, trying to like make myself calmer in all these meditations which I also do yeah 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 before i went for vipassana i couldn't sit uh, idle for 5 minutes and meditate i couldn't meditate mm-hmm. let's just put it simply i could not sit close my eyes and meditate at all and to go for a course where you're supposed to meditate for 10 hours a day wow uh, was That's a, a long period <laughs> yeah It was the most shocking thing I've ever done. Most difficult. That's why it was so difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also the most rewarding. So if anybody is listening to this and is having second thoughts about Vipassana, please just go for it. Yeah, true. Yeah, it can change your life, and that is scary, but still do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will be able to connect with yourself, uh, like on a deeper level, I think. Yeah, yeah 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 absolutely so it changed my career it changed my life i would say wow. it was uh, what i was before even personality wise mm-hmm. i was uh, very highly anxious hyperactive and uh, i'm not saying i'm not like that anymore but it's so much less like i would say 80% just went away my anxiety just i left my anxiety back in the vipassana center wow that's yeah. amazing <laughs> and very much related to that uh, another aspect of this which we were discussing that day it was minimalism so uh, mm-hmm. can you provide a little bit uh, detail about minimalism as well what is it for you exactly minimalism yeah so um, you know again going back to my fashion days um, you know being a fashion person what happens is you constantly judged for how you're looking and i was anyway someone who really enjoyed retail therapy a lot mm-hmm. i enjoyed buying new clothes all the time i uh, in like repeating my clothes so there were times when i would wear it a couple of times or the maximum three times and i would like say okay that's it now and uh, so that is the kind of person i was earlier uh, because also i was not aware about landfills yeah i was not aware that all these clothes that are going where are they going you know i never asked these questions that whatever you throw away where really is it going mm. uh, uh in my mind it was getting used by someone else maybe or it was getting recycled but that's that's not the truth actually because most of the clothes that get thrown away really land up in landfills so what kind of percentage you have any idea how much percent of the the used clothes go into landfill i don't have a percentage of a worldwide scale uh but i know in india a lot of it goes mm. i would say most of it very few gets recycled like if you give it to uh maybe a charity uh, so, then they kind of recycle it by giving it to people who are uh, who need uh, it basically yeah who need the clothes but yeah. uh, even there they will wear it a few times and again it's going to go somewhere right yeah 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 eventually even, it an- ends up in the landfill itself yes yeah so the point is to reduce from the word go like you know i keep asking myself if i really need something 
Mm-hmm. Um, it come, it's come to a point where I have um, so for almost two or three years I didn't shop at all. Wow. Yeah. So I went completely. I just flipped the other way. Especially <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. So the, there was also a very big inspiration uh, in Uma when I was working in Oroville at Upasana. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Uma was a big influence in the way she uh, she herself was. Uh, such a minimalist and uh, yet very well turned out mm-hmm. so i took inspiration from that we also had many conversations about um uh you know how clothes land up in landfills yeah. and what really happens to those clothes uh, because most of them are chemically dyed and they are not yeah. organic so when they do degrade the soil gets completely messed up mm-hmm. so uh, you know both the things one is when you buy you should buy less and second is what are you really buying are you buying something that's organic which is going to biodegrade and go into the soil and merge with it True. so in every way your choices are going to uh, greatly affect what you're giving to the environment mm-hmm. so minimalism is huge i mean for me right now i consider myself someone who shops uh, after thinking 20 times about something <laughs> that if i really yeah. really need it yeah. i have absolutely no qualms wearing the same outfit at least uh, 30 50 times If I've not worn it at least thirty, forty times, I feel like it's wasted. Saying like, how can I not wear it? Minimalism. It's in terms of everything. In terms of fashion. In terms of a whole lifestyle change. So mm-hmm. even with when it comes to food or when it comes to buying um, home decor, anything you know, home and living or any of that, I would say I'm more conscious rather than just a minimalist. Uh, you're going to buy stuff that's packaged in paper instead of plastic. Things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to buy more organic and sustainable fabrics instead of uh, regular cotton. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing. A lot of people think cotton, pure cotton, is equivalent to 100% organic, but it's not actually. Cotton is one of the most polluting crops currently in the world, mm-hmm. and uh, no amount of pure cotton can take away your how many pesticides it has used. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, while uh, making that crop itself, so many pesticides are being used, and then in the initial stage itself, it it's done so much pollution. So, uh, can you uh, put some bullet points if somebody wants to like start off with minimalism in their lives? Yeah. So what I you know the way I got conscious was because I I was uh, one is I surrounded myself with those kind of people. Mm-hmm. So what happens is if you're doing too much on your own, it gets a bit overwhelming also. Yeah. And when I was in Oroville, you know, I was sharing the room with a girl who was um, conscious to another level. Wow. She was a minimalist. She had not. Again, so you know, there's some inspiration I've taken from a lot of people I was uh, surrounded by. She was someone who uh, refused to shop completely, and she's like, "I'm just I go to secondhand shops and pick up stuff." And you know, she was one of those. Wow. And uh, so you know, there there are different people who inspire you in different ways. So minimalism is not just about clothes; it's also about you know the laundry that you are giving your clothes in, the washing, the water, mm-hmm. the um, the laundry powder, the the labor that you're using for everything uh, which is involved with the process, right? Yeah, exactly. So conscious is also when you are reducing all of it. You know, try and you know wear your night suit twice instead of just wearing it one day and throwing it for a wash. Stuff like that. So if I had to give bullet points, I don't know. I would probably start by saying that you know work backwards. 
just start asking for everything that you use around you um where is this going to land up mm-hmm. um that is my first thing that just buy clothes that you're going to wear for a long time which you know you can repeat in different ways mm-hmm. you know like a white shirt that can be one as a jacket that can be one as a tuck in shirt or anything like that yeah you know? yeah yeah um start buying organic um a lot of bamboo clothing organic hemp clothing is now not that expensive mm. it's actually the same range as uh, h&m and zara so if yeah. you are going to go to an h&m you might as well go here and pick it up True. you know yeah. there may not be that many stores that have it but there are also lots of online shops that have it one of them is our shop yeah the ecotank so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they yeah. free to um, you know we have t-shirts for as low as uh, 600 800 yeah the normal t-shirts are also uh, like they are coming to uh, the rate of 1000 also and well, today i think yeah and when you go outside to an h&m nothing below 1200 anyway yeah so it's actually at par with one of the fast fashion brands now so mm-hmm. it's not like it you know gone are the days when things were too expensive because they were just one or two brands doing it yeah in early days in early days i think they were coming in 2000 3000 uh, something like that so people were a little reluctant to like go ahead and buy organic and uh, eco friendly stuff yeah yeah earlier things were very expensive i have i don't deny it and i i empathize with the brands also because at that point there were very few players in the organic fabrics also Mm-hmm. so anyone who was making organic fabric to sell it to these designers also was charging a a, a huge amount of money yeah so they could yeah. get you know their sourcing was very expensive and then they are making also and all of that so put together it was expensive but i think now things have really really uh become more normal i think i think you are also one of the change makers so because it is your own itch that you want to like buy eco friendly and uh, uh, the minimalist stuff so you came up with the eco trunk and now you are you are helping people out to uh, make healthy and eco friendly choices by selling it uh, on your shop uh so we started as a blog actually uh, yeah. what i decided was um, i want to start making people aware because there was a time when i was not aware yeah. and this is without judgment completely because i knew that I have also made a lot of mistakes. Mhm. And you know all it takes is a dialogue. All it takes is to start a conversation and tell people that you know this is what's happening in the world. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I am very positive that you know most people who when they listen to it they really want to make a difference. They want to change. They want to you know take that conversation further and say that okay now what can I do? And that's when we started uh, so the blog was doing really well. We were having conversations with some amazing people and you know people were really really understanding the whole idea that we were trying to present and it was not just about fashion it was about animals it was about uh veganism uh and how uh, not only is veganism the most important thing currently in the world right now uh, because animals are brutally murdered for meat for leather for dairy you know so uh my heart goes out uh, for such social injustice mm mm-hmm. um which is happening in broad daylight and trust me it really bothers me that uh, people have desensitized themselves so much to uh, such um cruelty yeah which is happening right under their noses and uh, of course uh, vegan diet is also extremely sustainable right now so when we are talking about the sustainable angle you know we are in a we are at a very um 
urgent time i would say you know it's a very uh, scary time you know every other day we are hearing uh, un or the bbc talk about climate change and how we have only 12 years left i'm at 2020 i don't know 2030 or 2040 there are not going to be any fishes in the ocean and you know you keep hearing news like that yeah it's it's super scary and the glaciers are melting and that's why the temperature point is rising in the world so it gives me sheer like fear sometimes what will happen exactly exactly and you know the problem is we are just a few of us who are worried <laughs> yeah. you know and that is the biggest problem how come pepsi and coca cola are not asked to shut down their companies yet because they are the biggest polluters mm-hmm. you know with 6 700 people trying to make a difference by you know quitting plastic and this and that is not going to make as much of a difference i mean of course it is yeah but largely the world needs to change and you just have to blacklist those companies because we are not at a stage anymore where we can take their shit anymore mhm yeah we just can't you know when when you have only 12 years left for a permanent climate change irreversible climate change i think this is probably the end of the world this is what the end of the world is looking like and mm-hmm. if this is not scaring you and you still want to just go to work and not bother about anything then you know it's it's really sad mm, true i agree with that and i think uh, the the education which you are trying to put i mean the, these things are stepping stone and uh, uh, more people should like come together who are actually vegan themselves or maybe uh, conscious and eco friendly so people who are conscious about environment as well i think they are making some progress there but i think because we are less in number so it is it is not like going as exponential as it should because the climate change the permanent climate change as you said the point where there will be no return it is very near so i think more people need to listen to this and then act on it yeah sure you know that's what i was trying to say that a meat free diet happens to be on top of the list of a sustainable world Mm-hmm. So when I was doing my research, and uh, even though I was vegan, I was still trying to understand, you know, what are the simplest and the fastest ways to make this world uh, less toxic and more sustainable. And vegan, a vegan diet actually comes number one. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the main reasons is animal animal agriculture currently is one of the biggest polluters, yeah. uh, and one of the biggest reasons for the climate change. Mm-hmm. and that really shocked me because i thought you know it's just regular pollution i thought it's the planes and the cars and the ac and whatever else that we are made to believe but actually all of that is a very small percentage it is of course there it's adding to it but the highest percentage is animal agriculture mm-hmm. uh where actually animals are bred by the millions yeah you know if you leave a cow or any other animal in the natural ecosystem they will not breed the way they are made to breed just for the production of meat mm-hmm. yeah uh, there are billions and billions of animals right now who are slaughtered and how do those billions of animals come up they are bred and repeatedly bred just for meat yeah i think uh, when i also talk to people like why you are eating meat so the common response which i hear is if we stop eating meat where will the animals go so the normal uh, food chain will break that that's what i tell them that because it is not normal that the animals are bred the way they should be they are produced in factories for your meat consumption so that exactly. that is how they are bred 
coming back to your blog so uh, was there any inflection point where you thought yeah now i can start like i should start my own brand uh, the eco trunk like to sell this stuff which people are not able to buy anywhere else in, uh, like yeah. in their common knowledge so when we started the blog no uh, yeah. we were having interesting conversations with people a lot of people came up and said oh great you know we finally can relate to this stuff we understand what you're talking and which is naturally found a good voice um among people also who mm-hmm. were ready for a change mm-hmm. but we also noticed that they didn't know where to pick up the vegan shoe or uh, eco friendly t-shirt or you know they would constantly ask us where can we buy where can we buy or yeah. it was very expensive wherever it was available and they were like this is out of our budget yeah which true. then we decided that okay you know let's get a shop up and running yeah let's provide the alternatives that we are you know screaming so much about let's mm-hmm. let's really have the organic and the uh, naturally dyed and all of those vegan products that we we talking about and give people a chance to start the lifestyle change wow and uh, can you also uh, talk a little bit about your academics uh, like you said you uh, did the bachelor's in computer science and uh, pursued design and uh, eventually i think you did fashion design course in uh, london yeah, yeah yeah so my academic background really helps in my e-commerce right now because mm-hmm. uh, you know when you're running an e-commerce shop you really um, i didn't know that i would be needed to <laughs> work so much on my back and i always thought there'll be someone who will do it for me but yeah. when you're a startup and bootstrap you're just going to have to do a lot of things yourself yeah yeah all all the things i think you need to be uh, a part of so initially for the first whole year i pretty much did everything on my own like right from social media to fixing a back end bug to understanding how to you know make anything smallest things to the biggest things we were yeah. learning on the go on the job yeah and uh, so yeah my background in computer science really helped me because otherwise i'd be a lost puppy trying to run a website it's not that easy according to me so yeah. um, you know i have a nerdy side to me where i have done a lot of coding java c++ all of that uh, you know so a lot of that helped me with um, i haven't made the website on my own but i can dive into it and fix a couple of bugs here and there yeah i can uh, so which is why it was smoother to run the website because i was hands on you knew the coding a little bit and then that that is how you you were able yeah. to like dive dive into it yeah 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 mm-hmm. and secondly my i think my fashion design perhaps must have helped me with the design part where you know social media also gives me um it's a lot of fun to work on the social media because there a lot of people, most people are visual you know so when they see something they want to read it but first yeah. they have to see a good picture correct correct <laughs> so correct. uh getting that together i mean of course now thankfully i have a small team but mm-hmm. there was a time when i was sitting and doing everything from a to z even now when we sit down for our meeting i'm trying to give them both a visual and a technical picture both mm-hmm. so that's just how it rolls and um, yeah i would just say it's not it's it's one of the most difficult things again that i have done or uh, starting an e-commerce company that to a 100% ethical and vegan one yeah uh it's been quite a journey i would say and we are in the third year this this year we it's our third year mhm and uh, we're still learning we're still we're still working towards making it profitable mhm 
uh, yeah but the orders thankfully so we we you know from the first year till now it's been it's been a progress that's that's important from the first year where it, things were okay till now where you know we are doing um we have a certain volume that we are uh, generating we have a certain turnover so all these things i didn't expect when we started i had absolutely zero uh, idea where this would end up you know mm-hmm. i was mm-hmm. we just test running we were one of the first that actually came up we were actually the first wow. there was nothing for this which had a completely vegan tag to it mm-hmm. and um um so which is also why we were not sure how people are going to accept it what is the response going to be like so in initial time so were you testing out products before you would launch on the site mm, yeah so ours was a highly curated website mm-hmm. still is we don't take on everybody and anybody we try and you know interview the founder we understand how the products are and for someone who is just starting out we always test run the products but it's not so right now we have more than 1000 products on the site and wow. um, mm-hmm. it's not possible to have a test run of every product for example if a company comes on board with 200 products mm-hmm. we'll probably try you know five or six products from their from their entire inventory yeah it's not possible to have test run the whole thing but you know we have a good good relationship with most of our vendors Mm, yeah and uh, they understand vegan because one is we have to um, educate them about veganism mm-hmm. now you know although most of the brands are already vegan that come on board there are some who are vegan friendly yeah and we are happy to take them take their vegan products on board okay. but we also talk to them about what vegan is and how they can convert their entire brand to vegan and why they should so we try and sell the brand vegan a lot because mm-hmm. we know that the future is also vegan that yeah. is the only way we're going to see the planet actually Yeah. So the sooner people understand it and the sooner they accept it I think that will be just much easier and for everybody. Yeah so so just to put it into uh, context a bit so your uh, the online store which you have it it's sort of a curated store so currently you are you are not designing the products by yourself so you are like onboarding the the products which you find uh, can fulfill your requirements and then you are like uh, curating those products right? Yeah yeah currently we are a marketplace where we yeah. have different brands on board mm-hmm. and uh, the eco trunk uh, so currently we have very little bandwidth to make our own designs and yeah stuff. yeah true mm-hmm. but eventually we really hope that we can Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you should. I think you should start uh, designing your products soon. Uh, I think that will be a great idea. So, uh, co- coming back to this online business, what difficulties you face starting this business? Uh, so everything. I would say starting with the uh, um, maybe investment would be number one. Mm-hmm. Number two would be. Uh, So this was a very new line for me you know I had never done an e-commerce side yeah. before um so uh, and what happens is it is even though it's much cheaper than having an actual store because in a city like Mumbai having yeah. an actual store is huge money right yeah yeah it's a it's a uh, capital investment in the start itself so it's huge money exactly exactly mm-hmm. and plus you know running the store and having a manager there and you know whatever yeah. expect this just yeah. a lot yeah you have yeah. to be there physically all the time that way compared to that i would say an online store is a, is far easier but there are different uh, problems that you face you know you have a uh, so when someone is picking up something online mm-hmm. 
you are responsible not only for the quality of the product that's reaching the customer you are responsible for how soon it reaches the customer the delivery part basically yeah logistics and initially we faced a few difficulties you know we were uh, not prepared for how um, how nasty that logistics business is because we had tied up with a couple of logistic companies and you know when you're very new and when you they don't really know who you are they don't turn up you know we mm-hmm. we would keep um scheduling it we would keep rescheduling it and they would just not turn up mm-hmm. and until we had to really write very uh, you know long mails to the customer support saying you know this that then one fedex guy would come but you know initially there is always those hiccups are there there's a logistic hiccups there is a hiccup that uh, you know big brands don't want to associate with you because you've just started it yeah lots of those things happened initially and we were just heartbroken because we were like you know we want to do this and we want to do that but we were not able to because uh, also we were bootstrapped yeah. completely so yeah. all of it was just coming from my savings and a little bit of dalal here and there and you know we were just yeah. like okay let's just do this ourselves Mm-hmm. we were a little shy of having investors on board even though we were actually approached by a couple of investors we were actually some people actually told us that you know we would like to help and get on board and be an investor here wow um mm-hmm. now i know it would seem like a lot uh, like um one of the most brilliant things to happen to a company but uh, we actually refused the investment at that point because we were too too new in the field at that point yeah, this was just yeah. really our first year actually mm-hmm. and we thought that it's only when we actually can make some profit and yes. uh, show to them is when we should actually get them on board yeah because uh, when you are collaborating with them maybe even if it is a vc so they should be able to get some value back eventually right that is exactly. why they come that, on that, board that was what i we were also thinking yeah which is why then you know the second year was even more difficult because again we had to just you know uh, go back to our uh, pockets and just remove whatever else was left and put our own money into everything yeah and uh, but the second year i would say was looked very good by the end of by the end of second year we were doing quite well mm-hmm. and third year will come has come with its own uh, challenges so i would say we are growing we were we are growing as organically as possible without anybody's help doing yeah. everything on our own mm-hmm. and it's been a good experience trust me it's, it's i can write a book on it now <laughs> wow <laughs> probably sometime soon <laughs> i think it will it will it will help out others also who are trying to do something similar maybe with organic things or online uh, commerce uh, sites which are not conventional products so i think it yeah. it might help them out yeah yeah yes although you know i want to stop saying that they are unconventional because uh, honestly this is the new normal honestly according yeah, to me yeah this should be the new normal yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah in fact the the others are not according to me doing the right thing and um, for most people i think now this should become the new normal yeah and there are so many more now uh, you know every other day there's a new e-commerce site cropping up which has the word vegan now mm-hmm. and we are taking complete credit for it because uh, <laughs> there was a you time started out yeah people were shying away from you know using the word vegan and you know they'd come up and they'd say yeah we have vegan friendly products but we don't know right it's vegan true true but true. now it's become a big word now you know so now every other website that has even one product that's vegan they'll just splash it all over the you know internet that oh we are vegan friendly and we have vegan products and we feel it's great uh, the more the better um because that's how you're going to expose the world to more people that's how you're going to give more alternatives to a bigger audience 
we may not be able to reach out to the whole country obviously so if there's somebody else doing vegan also and some in some other location then we are just happy that they are also working towards the same cause that we are working Yeah, I think uh, when uh, small online stores are making this kind of progress, so the big major league uh, online retailers like Amazon or uh, things like that, they will also notice. I think I have heard in the U S uh, on the Amazon store they have a section for vegan uh, friendly products as well. So I think yeah, it it will make an impact. I don't know. So Amazon hasn't gotten touched with us. So we are also selling on Amazon, uh, mm -hmm. but Amazon hasn't really gotten touched with us, saying, "Oh, hey, good, you know, you guys are doing good work." <laughs> yeah. Um, I. It's just that we are using Amazon to reach a bigger audience. True. Uh, true. So we are also on Flipkart, and uh, our own website also gets a decent amount of uh, um, footfall. We have about. Uh, At least five hundred to eight hundred people who visit our website on a daily basis. Wow, that's a good. That's a good number for a retail Massive. store. Yeah, yeah, for us that's great. I mean, we we also wonder who are these people. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, I wouldn't say the sales conversion is wow. We are okay, but uh, it it has a potential to get better. We're just trying to add as many products that we know that people are looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, vegetarian meat is doing really well. Vegetarian meat. So is is that made out of the jackfruit uh, like some other products are making? Oh uh, no, it's made out of one. Uh, uh, it's made out of a lot of things. So there's this company called Good Dot that has made this really really amazing product. So they've got quinoa, they've added a little bit of soya, quinoa, a lot of herbs and masala. Wow. And yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly. They don't have this one thing that it's made of. You know, like how soya nuggets are made of soya. Yeah. Here they have a bunch of things that they have added to it, like quinoa and a lot of other things. So it makes it very healthy and high protein, mm -hmm. and it's also very delicious. So I'm a Punjabi, and my family was big on meat. Yeah. Until everybody's turned vegetarian and vegan now. Wow. Um. So they do miss the taste once in a while, and I feel like if you are someone who misses the taste, then vegetarian meat really comes very close. Mm -hmm. Because you can't have chicken as it is, right? Yeah, you always yeah. cook it in a grill. Masala. So right. if you put that masala in anything else, it's going to taste the same. True. So so yeah, we have a lot of different products. We have everything from clothing, shoes, bags, jewelry. Uh, we have food items, a lot of food items. Oh, you sell food items as well on the store? Yeah, yeah. We have everything from vegan cakes to vegan egg to uh, buttermilk, which is vegan. Wow. Uh, dairy free. uh you know roll loads breakfast stuff to mm -hmm. everything like we have pretty much the whole thing we wow. are adding jams and pickles now wow that's amazing yeah <laughs> for us personal care becomes more fast moving so we introduce a lot of eco friendly products there like bamboo shaver then we have bamboo brush bamboo straws we have uh, uh you know natural laundry detergent we have natural floor cleaner natural dishwasher all of these things put together people are very uh, happy to buy mm -hmm. so you are saying the personal care products are most fast moving yeah yeah they all right 
and uh, being an entrepreneur can take a lot of toll on your body and mind so how do you keep the balance uh, by disconnecting from it and seeing it from a broader perspective because so many time it happens that we get so carried away that we don't see where we are headed actually so how do you, how do you keep the balance uh you know i'm learning how to keep the balance only now in the third year because mm-hmm. for the first two years i had zero balance uh i didn't take care of myself so i'm not i'm not saying this is the right way of doing it but that's something i did and i think it was wrong mm-hmm. because uh i was usually quite fit before <laughs> i started the eco trunk i would mm-hmm. i would play squash and go for walks i had a certain weight i had maintained and um after starting the eco trunk for two years i would only work i was working non stop you know we start in the morning and i would be thinking about work and i was actually not on the laptop so you know, it consumes you and yeah, when yeah, you yeah. by a certain thought you can't do anything else according to me so mm-hmm. uh for two years i completely neglected my health mm-hmm. um which is i would say not good again uh, yeah. trying to say to the anyone who is starting a new enterprise be really be very very careful about this because uh, you can tend to put on weight you can tend to uh, become sluggish you can tend to um you know there are a lot of things that will just go out of hand and two years is a very long time yeah yeah true it can impact actually your uh, your business as well eventually if you don't uh, maintain your health yeah 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 absolutely so i i did get a few bouts of uh, you know um when we would if suppose you know the lots of things that happen in the business on a daily basis challenges are thrown at you yeah and how so to be able to deal with that you have to be physically fit true and mentally fit both and i realized that a little later when i was not able to deal with anything that was happening negatively to the company you know even a small negative review would really affect me stuff yeah. like that yeah uh, and that that's when i realized that you know i need to step away a little bit i need to also look after myself mm-hmm. and that's when uh, so now i do regular walks i'm doing yoga and uh, i take care of what i eat you know instead of downing five cups of coffee <laughs> to get the, through the day i don't do that anymore i i don't have coffee unless i really need it yeah i've cut down on my you know tea intake stuff like that yeah 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 all right and uh, how does your typical day look like these days my typical day um so i'm not an early riser i wish i was you know i every time i read a book about some important guy who's really made it in life and how they all wake up at 4:30 a.m. and i'm like wow <laughs> am i going to get there <laughs> yeah i can't wake up in the morning i am someone who can think the whole night or i can sit and write ideas the whole night but you know i can't i, I wake up very late i wake up around 8 mhm so i wake up i have my fruits and i'm uh, you know i get ready and i'm at work by 10:30 mhm uh 10:30 to One o'clock is when we get our maximum work done. So okay. in the morning, we kind of all the uh, you know challenging things, all the uh, firefighting issues are dealt with first thing in the morning. Like I read a book which was called uh, "Killing the Frog uh, First." So it is like uh, deal with the ugliest things first. So that's what you're doing, right? Yeah, exactly. and that works also because after lunch you naturally become a little sluggish you're naturally a bit slower so around 1:30 we do break for lunch sometimes it becomes 2:30 also mhm and 
Yeah in the in the startup culture i think you can make these kind of changes and there is no problem and i think it turns out good only it does you know because when we do sit till 7 7:30 we ourselves are so exhausted that the next day is a uh, is crazy for us yeah yeah you know yeah, and by course. by friday we are literally crawling out of the office so <laughs> i don't know how the others do it but uh you know working from 10 to 7 is very long and yeah. uh, so we we break at 4:30 4:35 actually mm-hmm. and whatever little is left then they just they're doing it from yeah, yeah. great and as you are a vegan so how do you plan your everyday meals so you like pre pre make them and then consume it throughout can you describe your uh, meal plan for a day Okay so you know when i was not taking care of myself and i was just consumed with the idea of doing the business and promoting in this and that i would eat a lot yeah so morning was a sandwich so i um, there's a place where you can get gluten free vegan bread from very close to my house we used to buy that um yeah, okay. i'd fill it in with the tomatoes and um, you know vegetables and stuff yeah and um all you know we also have vegan cheese at that point on our website so there will be a lot of vegan mm. cheese at home <laughs> yeah of course and i have that big sandwich before i went always even as soon as i turned vegan okay so i have to mention this as soon as i turned vegan i did do a nutrition course at the health awareness center oh wow yeah and uh, really it was one of the best courses that i can recommend in the city uh, mm-hmm. and there i had picked up a lot of healthy habits which became a part of my lifestyle uh and one of them was that as soon as i wake up i'm going to have a fruit okay. you know fruits became a part of my life before that i didn't i used to just eat one banana in two days i didn't know i didn't even like fruits actually before this course mm-hmm. so what fruit you have usually in the morning now anything i can find i have bananas i have mangoes whatever is in season strawberry i'll have pear i'll have apple whatever whatever i can find trust me i love mm, yeah i love every fruit uh watermelon mm-hmm. i could finish a half a watermelon at one go and there was a time wow. that i couldn't <laughs> even have three bites you know so i it, it's been mm-hmm. a long journey in terms of health um mm-hmm. i love fruit now i mean i eat at least a kilo of fruits in a day now <laughs> wow that's massive <laughs> that's massive exactly and um uh, so yeah i start my day with fruits it's either the smoothie or it's um just cut fruits 
sort of chiku banana mango apple whatever everything put together uh mm-hmm. and after a while i have that sandwich before i leave for work but uh, mm-hmm. after if i have to say what i do now i try and be raw for 50% of the day now which means in the morning i have only fruit um whatever's in season so right now mango i'm getting these beautiful organic mangoes from vrindavan farm which they are so amazing that i have this one big mango and i'm done for like a good 3 4 hours wow <laughs> uh yeah the mangoes okay. weigh more than a kilo themselves they're huge and beautiful wow mm-hmm. and uh, so my, yeah so mornings is only fruits then i break for lunch um so lunch we have a canteen close by i either call for the food from there which is happens to be 100% vegan by the way they don't add any wow. dye they don't add any butter no ghee or sometimes i come home for lunch because my office is very close by so again the lunch is mm-hmm. going to be a uh, gluten free roti and uh, well free dal and sabji some mm-hmm. salad and uh, whenever we have we have dairy free dahi also okay yeah okay. at least uh, my mom makes it at least once so twice a month with what ingredient it is made the dairy free uh, dahi it's made with peanut milk peanut yeah, milk okay yeah from peanuts so we make the milk out of the peanuts and uh, then we add the rice flour to it to thicken it and uh, it's okay. actually really simple and uh, when i see my mom making it in like 5 minutes um and you know she just puts it to set and that thick creamy dahi is ready in like a day <laughs> ha it is it delicious also i mean the way usual dahi is very delicious i mean i have really mm-hmm. uh, taken the taste very well they have in my entire family wow. Wow. and we also make raita out of it so if somebody doesn't like the peanuty taste although you can't taste the mm-hmm. peanut as such but if you still want to yeah. mask it then if you make a raita out of it where you add a lot of uh, you know tomatoes and cucumber and all of that that's great so something similar like uh, it's not curd which i remember uh, but uh, i follow a few youtubers from the us and uh, uh, there is a there is a speciality uh, burger store there and they sell uh, a burger called impossible burger so a meat eater cannot tell the difference it's a pure vegan burger and it's named impossible burger <laughs> yeah i know there are lots of these burgers i mean abroad i think the movement has taken to a new level altogether i think india needs to catch up with them yeah we need to catch up yeah okay so uh, uh, moving forward uh, as you mentioned uh, that you do vipassana as your mindfulness or meditation practice so like uh, how do you include it in your day to day life or is it like are there some other methods also which you use for meditative practice like music of some kind uh, or things like that uh you know if i took care of myself better i would do more music in my life but mm-hmm. i don't um mm-hmm. i wish i did because i love music and it really helps me relax and you know uh, disconnect uh vipassana i have started uh, practicing it but uh, again i'm not a good student you know i'm supposed to do it at least 1 hour or 2 hours a day i do it for 15 minutes max mm-hmm. which is not great but it's still better than nothing yeah but i think in your entrepreneur kind of lifestyle if you can just fit 15 minutes also it is a great thing <laughs> yeah yeah so that's that's um, no but i'm sure you know actually if you can you should take out one hour because uh, every time i've done the course it's such a beautiful course it's such a beautiful meditation um and if i can do one hour of that 
I'm just going to save time doing other things, you know. Um, work yeah, gets yeah. done much faster if you're in a very meditative and uh, focused state of mind. Yeah, it it puts you into the zone, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what kind of music you uh, prefer to uh, or listen uh, like to put yourself into focus, if you may? Uh, I don't have any favorites and any more. Um, I'd say I like something that's more, um, you know, I I love instrumental music a lot. So I'm listening okay. to a lot of handpan. Uh, I listen to a little bit of Bollywood also, you know, especially A R Rahman stuff, which is yeah. very a little soulful. I, I like soulful stuff, yeah, yeah. And then you know, there are lots of these new age people also who come up who have some interesting music like Billie Eilish. Yeah, I really enjoy her music, course. so yeah, lots yeah. of it's a mix. And of course, there's always uh, Tracy Chapman who I go back to to. Tracy Chapman. Any song you would you would like to mention? Uh, Tracy one of Chapman. my favorites is Pasca. So yeah, Tracy Chapman mm-hmm. is definitely someone I can just blindly go to for my music therapy. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. And uh, are there any apps uh, and gadgets uh, which you can mention which make your life better on day to day basis? No, I'm very old school. I have a notebook. I write. <laughs> so you know, if there's any uh-huh. idea I have, I sit and write it. If there's anything I need to do for tomorrow, or you know, Monday is coming tomorrow, so I'll just kind of scribble some things in my notebook. That oh, this is. A... We also have a schedule that we've already planned out, like a month. Every uh, like we just have a schedule up always. And uh, Monday, what we are doing? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, etc. So uh, when my team comes in, they just know ये आज करना है. So I don't really have to be after yeah. them at all. They just know Monday is this, Tuesday is that. So overall, we have a rough idea of what we're doing on each day. So keeping it simple. So as you mentioned, uh, you write it down on a notebook. So uh, are there any uh, specific notebooks which which you have on your store as well, or uh, maybe you can recommend which are more eco-friendly? Because paper cutting is also like a non-eco-friendly thing, right? Absolutely. So uh, is there any is there any product which you would like to recommend? We do have we do have recycled paper notebooks. And that's the one I'm okay. using. And we are also uh, we also have something called bamboo tissues right now. Something that I feel very strongly about. You wow. know, on a daily basis, mm-hmm. what I was noticing is in my office, they were you know tissue papers would just be taken out to wipe your hand after eating. कुछ खिलकिया खाने में ये you know you take out a tissue paper. You have to go to the mm-hmm. washroom. You take out a tissue paper. So on a daily basis, each person was using about four to five tissues. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it was driving me mad because you know when you look at a tree being cut, you can't tolerate it, right? You really get emotional, yeah. and you're like, "How can they do that?" But when we use the tissue yeah. paper, we are not seeing the tree being cut. Yeah, we are not conscious about yeah, that. Yeah, that's what's happening with every tissue paper that we use. The tree is being cut for this. So um, then we try to uh, source a type of bamboo tissue paper. So what happens with mm-hmm. bamboo is that bamboo is uh, almost considered a grass now. Yeah, and uh, you know they they re uh, they regenerate without having to sow any seeds. So if you cut a bamboo, it'll just grow back. It's not like a tree that has roots, and you know you cut a tree, it's not going to grow back. It's dead. Uh, with bamboo, it's like a grass, and they grow anywhere. Mm-hmm. So um, we've started sourcing uh, bamboo tissues for now, which uh, have the same feel as a regular paper tissue. Paper tissue. it does everything like a paper tissue uh, of course we will 
add that if you can carry a granny handkerchief with you everywhere please do that so you're not even yeah. using the bamboo tissue and you're just using mm-hmm. that handkerchief to wipe your hands and mouth and just you know uh, wash it when you can but in yeah. case you forget then at least you have a bamboo tissue right next to you which yeah. is less very much 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 less impactful to the environment yeah true so you have recycled notebooks as well on your yes. store and the bamboo tissues mm. as well even Great. gift wrapping I'll paper put... we have recycled paper gift wrapping paper wow. um lots of things yeah we have uh, envelopes which are recycled so people use all of this on a daily basis right a lot of it yeah of course so i think this podcast should go to a lot of people and they should listen to it and they should buy a lot more stuff which is eco friendly probably from your store oh <laughs> yeah all right so uh, moving on yeah. uh, can you name a person who has had a big impact on your life maybe a mentor yeah i have had many mentors i would say so uh, you know when you start to follow your calling trust me the universe just Uh, gives you a warm hug in terms of people <laughs> they send you lots mm-hmm. and lots of well wishers good people or uh, teachers and some lessons will mm-hmm. be difficult some people you will hate but they will teach you a lot and some will mm-hmm. just become beautiful friends i have been surrounded by such people i the minute i decided that this is what i wanted to do i have only met people who have been who have tried to hold my hand and say okay this is the direction you should go in and um i would say i've been very lucky with the kind of people who come in my life wow so i have had a friend called rajat who has really helped me with the uh, e-commerce since he has his own e-commerce business he was you know he wanted to support he's such a big activist for veganism that he was mm-hmm. so happy to have someone do something like this since like i said we were one of the first to start he's a very big hand in uh, how we are doing a uh, lot of customers also who support us you know even if they get the same thing on amazon they will buy from us and that is uh, i just want to thank everybody who's a customer right now because you are really taking the effort to support a business that is doing the right thing and you know whether yeah. you realize it or not the reason we are alive today is because of our customers we are yeah, yeah, today true. because of those people who are like okay you know what i'm going to buy from her website because she's seeing yeah. something or doing something that i resonate with and uh, i don't know how uh, how many people understand this you know your money is very important whatever purchase you make from wherever you make it is really mm-hmm. telling that company that okay we want you here so if you're putting your money in an unethical or a fast fashion brand then you're also saying that we want you to continue doing yeah. this but if you the more money you put it put in a um, you know recycle paper uh, eco friendly products uh, organic products yeah. you're just trying to create a bigger demand for it and there is no purchase that is too small you know yeah. we have stuff for 100 bucks also and we have stuff for mm-hmm. say 3000 or 5000 also so that eventually they are indirectly supporting in the environment in a very big way yeah. you know the, mm-hmm. every time you purchase a vegan cheese or you purchase bamboo tissues or you purchase a organic t-shirt or you know a vegan personal care you're saying that i want an ethical world and that mm-hmm. itself is a very strong statement true that yeah so uh moving forward uh, uh what kind of uh, purchase uh, you might have made in recent times maybe under 5000 rupees which which might have made uh, a good change in your life 
you know recently that we started the bamboo tissues on our website uh yeah. because we are a bootstrap company and because we have limited resources to do things we usually take consignment or we always work on a dropship model where if we have an order then we ask the brand to ship it or you know we take it we pay only for what is sold yeah but the bamboo tissues the company that we got in touch with for their tissues they said there is an outright purchase or nothing you have to buy it okay and they had a okay. minimum order quantity as well and you know we were like oh god you know we don't do this at all and uh, should we yeah. even get into something like that but we decided mm-hmm. to because um it was again something that was a very emotional decision it was not uh, a decision taken from the business point of view i realized yeah. that even if i don't sell these i'm going to gift it to people <laughs> yeah so it it is like something out of your own uh, emotional sense uh, you bought the inventory itself and i was uh, happy that i bought it yeah is there any book you would like to recommend uh, which you might have read earlier and it changed uh, your life course i have completed a book recently uh, which took me a very long time to finish anybody else would have done it mm-hmm. in a week it took me what i don't know how many months to finish the book mm-hmm. but there are two books that i recommend one is the uh, my love for astronomy has made me read cosmos Cosmos. Cosmos, right? Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful book about the stars and the planets and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, wow! So I love it. Second is uh, Deepak Chopra has written a book, uh, which is a very interestingly written chapter-wise thing, um, which is called the Seven. Uh, what is it called again? I I think seven lessons to being successful, something like that. I don't remember the name okay. exactly. Yeah, yeah, we can look that up and we can put that in the show notes. Sure. Uh, that also was a very powerfully written uh, book, and uh, there were certain changes that I did make in my own self um, during that time because he uh, especially talks about giving a lot. You know, and uh, I think that did make a change in my outlook that. uh you know a lot of us uh want everything for ourselves and uh, we forget to give we forget to sometimes yeah. give first maybe you know that what can i offer this person mm-hmm. and how can i make that person's life better so it's on a very personal level i think the book's name is uh, the seven spiritual laws of success yes, i just yes, looked it that's up that's the one yeah, yeah. the seven mm-hmm. spiritual laws of success is a very beautiful book um there were a couple of lessons which really resonated with me and one of them was giving something to everybody you meet uh even if it's a wow. little prayer it could be a little card a handwritten note it doesn't have to be a gift it doesn't have to be expensive mm-hmm. but just offering something to the person who you're going to meet next so just someone in front of you someone you could be your mom could be anybody and um uh that really is a very beautiful thing to do according to me and uh what next challenge or goal uh, you are looking forward to you or maybe the eco trunk itself next challenge um so you know this year is going to be very crucial for us because it's only uh, most enterprises most startups kind of shut down after 2 years Yeah. uh for the first two years they manage anyhow you know you manage with your pocket uh whatever savings yeah. you have your bootstrap yeah. uh, thing you know your parents help you relatives help you friends help you yeah 
but at some point in time it has to like start making profit exactly, otherwise exactly you know, have grow. to sustain yeah. and then once you sustain to grow and expand is the most challenging i would say so i think we are at a stage where we have sustained and we want to grow uh, and uh, it is looking challenging but it's also exciting mm-hmm. so yeah so that is the next challenge awesome mm-hmm. so uh, before finally we wrap up this conversation any any advice or anything you would like to uh, mention uh, to the young entrepreneurs or anyone uh, who would like to hear your advice um yeah my advice would be that uh, don't do it just for the sake of it being an entrepreneur is one of the most difficult things you will do it will be a lot more difficult than the current job that you're doing so don't quit it just to be an entrepreneur if you have something to say if you want to change something about the world and mm-hmm. you know that's the reason you want to start an enterprise then yes that would be the right reason to but just to have a shop and sell jewelry or whatever just i don't know i mean i would personally say don't do it then because uh, it is a lot of work yeah so you if you have a certain calling and it is not something you can put off and it keeps you awake in the night yeah. then i think yeah if you, you want to bring a that. change if you have something to contribute to making the world better by all means mm-hmm. you should start it today the right time was yesterday or do it today but if you're not if you know and being an entrepreneur is just a word for you when you just want to try it then let me just warn you it's going to be really difficult trust me i really i'm feel like angels have been helping me throughout because i don't know how i survived this roller coaster it's been mm-hmm. a massively crazy ride awesome <laughs> uh, monica it was great talking to you and listening to all these advices so where can people reach you if they want to get in touch um so the first thing i would say is that uh, please do visit our website which is uh, www.theecotrunk.com Uh, we also have a blog where uh, i have a content writer and i have also personally written a lot of the blog posts which is blog.theecotrunk.com and uh, if they want to personally reach out to me i have an email address right at the bottom of the website it's called contact@theecotrunk.com um they can write to me and uh, you know i'm reading the emails every day anyway so i'd love to see i'd love to hear from someone and you know if i made any difference here on this talk yeah maybe maybe people who want to start with the conscious lifestyle or maybe veganism or maybe want to start the online business uh, yeah. of something yeah. similar yeah all right so i'll put all all of this good stuff and all the links from this episode which you mentioned in the show notes uh, of this episode thanks monica for sharing your amazing journey with us thank you so much manshu it's been a pleasure i had the best morning right on sunday <laughs> the most productive morning yeah. <laughs> same here same here it was it was great chatting with you yeah thank you hey guys this is himanshu again now before you move on here's something i want to share with you i have one weekly newsletter which is called saturday pentacle you can think of it as a weekly one page magazine for the curious minds where you'll find five awesome things which i have been pondering on in the last week it may contain popular articles blogs photographs instagram posts books videos products or thoughts 
it's completely free if you want to get it just go to himanshusasdeva.com that's my name himanshusasdeva.com and drop in your email you'll get the very next one i hope you enjoy it and thank you for listening